All right, so today's passage, if I got this correct, should be Proverbs 4.23, which says this, Guard your heart with all vigilance, for from it are the sources of life. Thank you. Oh, now you can hear me. I never know whether to be amazed, astonished, surprised when somebody gets up here and actually almost preaches your sermon for you. So here goes. <laughs> Fortunately, I have a faith and trust in God that, you know, he's led Shelby to say what he's said this morning. So I will continue from there. <laughs> well... Um, he read from the Psalms this morning and the Psalms and I know the people in the room will know this but obviously people watching I don't know whether you're all aware that the Psalms were written by David David was a shepherd boy who God appointed to be king and he became king but he grew up in a knowledge of God and we can tell from the Psalms the, the various phases that he went through in his soul searching in his praise in his worship he went through all sorts of emotions during that time but David had a son um, and his son obviously grew up in that atmosphere of knowing God of being taught by his father taught by people around him uh, that God existed that he loved him that God wanted the very best for him. And so when David died and Solomon became king, God said to him, tell me something that you would really want and I will grant it. Now you might think, oh wow, you know, why doesn't God ask me that? But Solomon, even before he asked for, made his request, I think, was already had a certain amount of wisdom within him because what he asked for was wisdom. Wisdom to govern the Hebrew people in the best possible way. Because when he became king, he said to God, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to rule. And I need wisdom to do that. I need to make the best decisions that I can for the, for the people and for God. And God granted that. God granted him wisdom. Now, at this point in his life, things are good. It doesn't get better, but we won't go into that this morning. But Solomon was responsible for writing much of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs are wise sayings that are contained in the Bible. And if you haven't looked at them for a while, you know, I sort of would say to you, look again, look at them again. Because they are certainly um, just such wonderful things contained in there. And this one verse this morning, um, my translation says, above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. 
Now we know that our human heart is the pump that keeps us alive. It's the part of our being that yeah, keeps us alive, basically. And we are called, and especially in the last few years, there's been a lot of um, advice given as to how we can keep our hearts healthy in order to keep it ticking over longer. You know, taking exercise, eating well, or not too well, but eating sensibly, um, all these things are given to us to try and keep us healthy and well. But every human being is born with not just a human heart, but with a spiritual heart, the core, the center of their being. And it's important that that part of us as well needs to be nourished and fed and kept well and exercised as well in, in a way. When we come into a knowledge of God, we are called to keep our spiritual side healthy. And how do we do that? How do we keep healthy? When, we, when I first came to, to know Jesus at the age of 13, I was still in Sunday school. And we were taught the importance, firstly, of prayer. Um, and I knew very well that my coming to an understanding of what Jesus had done for me was because people were praying for me. People were praying that I would find that for myself. Because I'd grown up, I knew all the Bible stories. I had all the head knowledge. Um, but there had to be a point in my life when I, I came to Jesus and just said, Lord, take me as I am. And I want to follow. But that then was a time when reading the word of God became very important. These were things that I had to feed my spiritual heart with. And even today when, um, and I've said this to people before, you know, you can read the Bible, you can stand here and read the Bible. Um, in my mind, I will quote it as I learnt it. Um, because I learnt it. It was what, what we did. And I don't think that happens today so much. But it is important because it's at times when things become difficult. And it's a bit like um, with Solomon's wisdom. We have God's spirit living within us. Because of Jesus, we have God's spirit within us. And it, quite often things happen. And we make bad choices. That is the human side of us that decide that we want to do something. And it's usually maybe a week or so later when, because of that decision, something else happens. And we find ourselves in a bit of a hole. And we begin to pray. We begin to ask God, you know, I need wisdom to, to sort this out. And God sort of points a finger and says, 
but you made that decision then. You know, think about what you need to do now. You know, if you'd prayed then, if you'd prayed in the first instance, then you wouldn't have made that choice. Now, that's, in a way, I can say that, but, you know, quite often we don't do that. Um, and this is the thing about our human nature. Our humanness quite overrides our spirituality at times. And I can remember going through a time when I was really, um, a difficult time, shall we say. And I really felt that my, <clears throat> my physical attitude and my physical things that were going on were overpowering the spiritual I had trouble, I couldn't pray, I couldn't, I, you know, I just felt I couldn't really move forward in any way. God teaches that it should be the other way around. It should be our spiritual side that overrides our physical. You know, if we trust God, if we, if we lean on God, then we have his, his power, his, his Gifting to actually deal with the things of everyday matters. Guarding our hearts, you know, the things that are in our spiritual heart, love of God. The verse comes to mind of, um, that says that Satan is prowling round like a roaring lion, seeking to take away those things. And how often do we see particularly perhaps young people more, that, you know, they come to know Jesus and then the world steps in, doesn't it? The bright lights of the world and tries to drag them back into things that instinctively they know are not right, but they want to do them. And then they can't always find their way back because they then feel guilty about the things that they've done and feel that God can't forgive them. They, they get into a bit of a, a muddy area, if you like. The wonderful news, of course, is that God does forgive, even when we make horrible mistakes and get things wrong. But God says, when you guard your heart, it will help you to remember before you do something what you know of God. I've been through this year a bit of a, an experience, um, and I will show it this morning, because it relates to this, really. It's been my faith in God that has actually taken me through. And there have been some dodgy moments, if you like. But it's really... It culminated yesterday. And the story is that my son and his wife were unable to have a child. And that's very difficult. It was difficult for them, you know, horrendously difficult. But also difficult for me because I felt for them. They are my children and I felt for them. And they went through a process. And I was praying. I... A few people in the church who knew this situation, who know my son, were praying about this. And obviously, my obvious prayer is that I want them to have a child. And then about 
maybe two years into this, I, I changed my prayer a little bit because it suddenly occurred to me that, of course, God knows our lives. He knows our futures. He knows what he has for each one of us. And if that isn't within his plan, then I need to accept that. I need to accept it, regardless of anybody else. And so I prayed this. I prayed, Lord, if it's right, or if it isn't right, then give me peace, give me acceptance of that. And at that point, I just felt God saying, be patient. I hear you. Be patient. Patience. <laughs> I've learned patience. Because I didn't, I, I didn't believe, I accepted that God was saying to wait. It was almost as though he's saying, I've got this, I've got this for you. Um, and then as we went through two negative tests, it was hard. But the second one was false reading. And a month later, she'd, we were told that they were expecting. Yesterday, my grandson was born healthy and well, and his mum is doing well. And do you know that just, I'm so full of, of joy, of thankfulness this morning because God has allowed me that reassurance and assurance all through this year that all would be well. We don't always have that. I know that my son didn't have that. And I had to have that for him. And I've encouraged him and will continue to do so and pray for him. But, you know, knowing the word of God, knowing the promises that are contained in the word of God are just so important. God knows the desires of our heart. He knows maybe you want to go on holiday. And although that might not be, I was going to say, it may not be right for you, you can still pray. You can still ask God, and he will answer you whether that is right or when he will provide for you. And there are many other things that we desire in our hearts, um, and sometimes they're not right. Sometimes in this world in which we live today, money just seems to so many people so important, not just money to live, but money to, to store up almost. And that isn't, I don't think, is quite right. If God blesses you with money, that's great. But more important is finding contentment, finding peace and contentment in your life. And that's something, again, that this last year or so has taught me. to be. You know, I could go on saying that I would like to have this, 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 I'd like to do this. But actually, I need to look at my life right now. And I need to know the peace and contentment of God in my life right now. And not worrying about tomorrow, next week, but trusting God to take me through those times, knowing that he is with me. He will never leave me nor forsake me. And I need to put my total trust in him. 
And, and talking about babies, I had a photo yesterday morning of my grandson just snuggled into his dad, just held there. And you know, I just felt at that moment that's how we should be with God. That, that snuggling up, that reassurance and assurance that God gives us that all is well. That he has whatever it is we're grappling with. Whatever it is we're trying to deal with and cope with, God has got it. He's holding us against him. And, you know, that's, that's an absolutely amazing feeling when we have that. When we have that contentment, almost, you know, you can, you can almost visualize it. That child just held against God. Knowing, knowing you're safe, knowing that you are safe in the arms of Jesus. is an old hymn we sang when I was a child. Safe in the arms of Jesus. How great is that? And the thing is that that is available to all of us. We can all know that. We choose not to at times, but we can, we can all know it. We need to treasure those things. We need to, to protect them, to hold them in our hearts. Because at times, the next time something happens, we can hold on to that. We can remember that and we can just cling on to Jesus again. So this morning, I want to just encourage you to know that feeling of peace and joy and contentment. Just preparing for to speak like this actually opens up a whole, for me, a whole new thing because it makes me concentrate on, on what I'm reading and looking at. When I first looked at this verse, I thought, what's that got to do with rest? What's that got to do with, you know, and I really sort of struck, but the more that it, I thought about it, the more I just took it to my heart. Treasure those things. Mary treasured the things that happened at the birth of Jesus. She kept them and treasured them in her heart. And so many times we can read things and just read the words and not, not take them in. But, you know, there is just so much in the Word of God. And, and as we were looking at that psalm this morning, the greatness of God, the majesty of God, and yet God laughs at our foolishness, you know? How great is that? How great is that? God cares and loves us and wants us to hold on to him because he doesn't make us do anything he gives us the choices and the choice is that you can you can go the world's way you can be attracted by the bright lights you can um, do things that are a bit dubious or you can come in full submission and full repentance before God and let him give you the chance of a whole new life, 
a life, not only this life, where we can know peace and contentment, but a life spent with him when we die. When this body, when this heart, the human heart fails, our spiritual heart is the part that goes to be with God in heaven. Where there will be eternal rest, eternal joy. Because what we experience now is only a little part of that. But we can experience it. And I've lived long enough and through different circumstances to know that people are so often not contented. You know, they have a job that they don't really want to do. Um, and, and they will moan continually about it. And you have people who, you know, are never satisfied with what they have. Always wanting something else. You know, God says, I will give you all that you need if you put your trust in me and you will be content and happy. And I was reading um, a children's book, actually, and my granddaughter gave me and told me to read. <laughs> um, and it's the story. I knew the story, but I'd never actually read the book. Um, and it's about um, a lady who, she lived in the 1800s, I think, but she was born, um, and within a few weeks, she, she suffered an eye infection. And because the doctor couldn't be uh, found, that somebody else sort of came to try and help. Um, but they put boiling poultices on her eyes to, to stem the infection. But as a result of that, she became blind. Her, the family were of pur Puritan descent, so they, they knew God, they worshipped God. And because the mother then had to go out to work because the father died, the grandmother took care of the child. And the grandmother had decided in her wisdom, in, her wisdom, in God's wisdom, that this child would not, um, sh she would have the life that a normal sighted child would have. And so began to teach her, teach her. And she would read her the scriptures, and the little girl would repeat. And she learnt, because she couldn't read, she learnt by heart the scriptures, just by her grandmother reading them and her repeating them to her. She learnt so many other things about how to get around without being able to see, with identifying the trees by the leaves, by the shape of the leaves and the feel of the leaves. And it it was absolutely amazing. And that little girl grew up and she had, was gifted by God and the grandmother always reminded her that the gift that she was given was God-given and that she should thank God and praise God for that gift. And her gift was in writing poetry. And many of the hymns that we used to sing, not so much these days, were written by this girl. And she, left a, she led a very humble life. She only took the very minimum for payment for these poems and songs that she wrote. She would give away. If she, any excess she had, she would give away. And although we're not always called to live you know, in poverty as such... Do we often live beyond our means and that requires us to, to want more rather than living within our means and trusting God to supply the extras that we need? 
it's hard, it's hard to know and to be, to know what God wants for our lives. To give him thanks and praise for our gifts and talents. To use them for him and not for our own purposes or our own ends. But I was very challenged by just that story. And I know it's an old story, but it equally is in many ways relevant to today, to our, I suppose the word humility comes to mind. Just living for Jesus with humility, serving one another. But that comes from our spiritual heart. That is the outgiving of what is in our heart. And of course, the other verse that comes to mind is, is the fruits of the Spirit. What we display when we know Jesus in our heart. Love, joy, peace, patience. All these things will be displayed within us if we dwell on the things of God You know, there are just so many verses that I could quote this morning that just, you know, don't lay up treasure for yourself on this earth because your treasure is in heaven. You know, there are just so many things that we could, that is in scripture, that just point us to the right way of living. And quite often we know, I say, I think instinctively we sometimes know that. We, we sort of know when something is totally wrong. Um, and when something is right. And with rightness comes that peace and contentment. So if you're struggling this morning in some way, come to Jesus. You know, Jesus is available 24-7. Doesn't require a mobile phone. Doesn't require anything. There are no bad service between us and God. He will hear and he will answer. But firstly, you need to acknowledge that he exists, that Jesus came into this world and died for you in your place. You know, we have, it's, it's just, again, even now as I speak, it just fills me with such joy that God loves us so much that he didn't condemn us to that death. He, he sent Jesus to die in our place. So I would encourage you this morning, for those that know Jesus, then, then fill your heart with these things from Scripture. Pray for his wisdom through his Holy Spirit to understand and to apply things to your life that you need to. Draw close to Jesus, to rest in him, to be content and allow him to use you whatever your age, whoever you are let Jesus use you for his glory Amen Can I I'll pray before we Father we just thank you for this morning you know Lord that I was came here with sort of trepidation and a bit confused but I thank you for your words this morning and I thank you for the way that you have 
spoken to me over the last two weeks about these things. And Father, I just pray that your spirit now will speak into the lives of the people here, the people watching, that you are the one person who can give absolute contentment, peace, assurance, and confidence even. Father, you are just the person who gives us all you want us to be. You are the one who sustains our lives. And in you we can rest. Because you've got this. You've got whatever it is that's going on in our lives. And whatever the outcome, you will be there. Because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You don't change. So, Father, we just come this morning and we offer ourselves to you as we are, asking that you will fill us with your spirit, that you will just rekindle that fire within us, just to learn more about you and to, to know your love and your peace in our lives, day by day. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen.